When you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor, you get someone who understands there's an art to listening and can provide small business solutions that make you feel truly heard. For solutions powered by Intel vPro platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Justin Perkins. This is Talk Junkie. Um, wasn't sure how many more of these I was going to do, if I was going to do any more of them. Uh, if you listen to the last podcast, kind of self-explanatory. Uh, if you didn't, go back and listen to the last podcast. Um, but we are going to do some more. Uh, it's just we're not going to do them about certain things. I, I am going to do a mailbag uh, very soon. Uh and I'm going to address the stuff, even the stuff I don't want to. We'll, we'll get that out of the way, and then we won't have to mess with it. i got a lot of dirty messages about not answering the mail and doing the mailbag. So if you want to be in the next upcoming mailbag, send your stuff. And it can be about whatever you think about the show or what I should do, whatever. Anything after that, that's a mailbag. Probably going to be a lot more selective about reading what it is. So... If it's, you know, who you voting for or, or something, I just, there's tons of great podcasts out there. Find one. This is not a political podcast. It's not going to work. But a local musician, look, I live in eastern Kentucky. I don't know. I noticed because of my little map that not everybody now listening is from eastern Kentucky, if everyone is still listening. Um, but I live in eastern Kentucky, not county to be specific. Uh, a place I never was crazy about living, but... In the times we're in now, I'm pretty happy to be in the middle of nowhere. Um, but local music is a huge thing in in eastern Kentucky. Uh, it's not necessarily in the past, or really by any means, been type of music that I'm into. But when it comes to country music and bluegrass music, in the past, not, uh, not, not Eastern Kentucky has been a force to be reckoned with. I, I mean, uh, 20, U.S. 23 in that area to begin with, Virginia, uh, that, that southwest part of Virginia, uh, Pound, uh, Clintwood in that, that area. You know, you've got Ralph Stanley, you've got Loretta Lynn in Kentucky over in Butcher Holler. You have, um, I believe Billy Ray Cyrus is from... Um, up towards Ashland. I probably should have done some research on this. I'm not a big country fan, so it would have helped. Uh, I believe Dwight Yoakam, I believe. Um, I can't remember. The Skaggs, Ricky Skaggs. You know, I think that's more on the bluegrass side. Um, but so many, so many members. I mean, so many musicians. But as of late, there's kind of been this resurgence in, in that type of music, and in in this instance, it's a couple of people I can actually listen to. Um, not to, not to knock those other forms of music. Ralph Stanley, um, I was always a metalhead growing up. Let me tell you, there's no darker lyrics than a Ralph Stanley lyric. And I don't know if he's responsible for all those or not, but uh, yeah, check those out. But I, I'm not as well versed in country as I am in other 
forms of music, and I do like some country, mostly older country, um, and, and now some newer stuff. But from the little town I live in, in Knott County, uh, there's a, a girl named Britt Taylor who's currently making some noise and, and, and making uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, there was a group a couple years back, Halfway to Hazard. I want to say one of those guys is from Knott County. Uh, there was a group called Sunday's Best, I believe. I want to say they were from Floyd, Johnson County, maybe somewhere in that area. Chris Stapleton, obviously, is, is an Eastern Kentuckian. Not going to lie, I've heard two songs. Not my deal. Don't know a lot about him, but he is huge, and he is good, and he is from Eastern Kentucky. That's what I've heard, and, and I know that he's huge. Uh, it's obvious uh, in a lot of ways. But two gentlemen that I am familiar with, uh, Tyler Childers and uh, Sturgill Simpson, are both from here uh, in Eastern Kentucky, one from Breathitt County. The other I'm not exactly sure. I've been told he's from West Virginia, told he's from Ashland. Uh, I was told he was from Floyd County. I know he's not from Floyd County, so I don't, I don't have a clue. Now, a lot of these people, I'm sure, you know, my understanding from what I've seen from interviews with Sturgill Simpson, you know, he he actually moved out to Colorado, worked for the railroad, I believe. Um, he was far away from Eastern Kentucky when, when he made a real run at being a musician. And I, I, my understanding is he went back to Nashville to make that run. Uh, Tyler Childers, I don't know. You know. I don't know how that works. Uh, same with Chris Stapleton. Uh, Britt Taylor... Uh, I used to train martial arts under her father. I remember her when she was little, uh, a very talented young lady. Uh, I, I know just based on, on posts and stuff online, she lives in Nashville, and I assume she had to make that move from here to there. And I was in a local band in eastern Kentucky, uh, nothing huge by any means. And, and I know a lot of local musicians. A gentleman named Dustin Hoover, I believe, is one of the better local musicians we have just circumstances is not permitted for him to to go to Nashville or go somewhere because you know not everybody has the ability to do that and, and you know when when I was in high school the only thing I wanted to do was drive to Louisville every weekend and see a local band called MSD play and and there were other bands in Cursing Bible too seeing I know I've never seen this band uh, but I from from just here you hear stuff you know in local scenes and there was a, a group called I believe Cornbread Mafia uh, that was big in that area at that time and at that time I was playing in a band down here in Eastern Kentucky and <clears throat> there's obvious differences and, and you know that's more on the metal and and new metal side of things but there's obvious differences with that as well as there is with country music when you get into a different area. Um, down here at that time, uh, as my good friend Donnie Baker would say, circus 1998. So that's we're looking from 95 to 2000, sometime in that area. <clears throat> if you live down here, and there was a punk scene apparently at that time that I don't know anything about, and there was a huge punk scene in, in, in Louisville at that time. But if you lived in eastern Kentucky at that time, and you were in the type of band I were in, you, you know, you may get a house party. We played a graduation party once. played my buddy's basement. The guitar player, we played there a couple times. But nothing nothing to really amount to anything. Now, there was your occasional battle of the bands, things of that nature. There was a local radio personality named Trevor Huff who had uh, uh, the modern rock revival 
he had held down here. And it was uh, a couple of local bands, including himself, and then I believe Sonic Joyride, a band that they paid to have come in. And it, it was it was probably one of the defining moments of why I wanted to be in a band. Not not you know it didn't impact my love of music. That was already there, but to really want to be in a band and really want to perform in front of people probably came from watching that. Um, uh, Trevor went on, he had a band called Flat Mary Stone, and they went on to play uh, away from here. I've seen a lot of videos of them playing in in, uh, uh, Moorhead and areas like that. I think Moorhead was a big town for a lot of these people. I believe they may have even played the Toy Tiger in Louisville. I'm not sure about that, but I want to say I've heard that or seen a, a, a video on YouTube. Not sure. Uh, but another gentleman I used to play music with started a, a band called Shovel Tooth, and they kind of played that same circuit up towards Moorhead and places like that. I believe those two guys eventually got together at some point. Uh, but in, here in eastern Kentucky, a battle of the bands maybe, uh, a school show, uh, you know, like I said, maybe a party, a keg party or a graduation party. Those were kind of your goals, and, and that was kind of metal-wise what you could do. I, country-wise, or, or you know, or in, in that aspect, there were a lot of bars and, and a lot of stuff, you know. And then you had Marlow Tackett's place. You had a lot of places that local bands that were more in that line, especially country, could go and play shows and and get some exposure. Obviously, they they weren't going to get exposure to the level, you know, of of playing in Nashville. But you could you could show do some shows and stuff. Uh, you know, and, and I can't speak uh, intelligently about how much of an option was there for those people because I wasn't in that scene, and, and I, I don't. Again, I don't know a lot about it. On the other hand, if we look at Louisville at that time, uh, I don't remember what year Pandemonium closed, but uh, you're looking at let's say '98 and back. You had a place called Pandemonium. It's like a arcade with a small little venue next door and that was a free show every Saturday Friday and Saturday night I was up there I believe I went to some Sunday shows there um, all kinds of local bands I know it became a big punk place at one time but a lot of metal new metal you know just spook core type stuff uh, just a lot of metal in, in those places um, then you had Tech World I think it's $5 shows at Tech World and, and it was you know MSD and Sin and all these local bands would play there, but you also had uh, bands like Hatebreed and things like that that would come through and, and come in there and play and do your five ten dollar show at that time. Um, you had LRS Fest, which had some was a radio station up there. They they done you know they had the opportunity for local bands to play. You had a lot of in store stuff, especially MSD. You know on, on past the. The early, you know, into the early 2000s, you know, things at the mall, Hot Topic, like in-store stuff you could do there. Ear Ecstasy, uh, a great local music store right up there on the Highlands in 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 Louisville. You know, they would do shows. Not only, I saw Code there when Code's first album had come out, you know, so they would have bigger national bands. I, I want to say I seen something on, I did, I seen something on YouTube that they were, Jason Isbell was there back before they closed the place. Years back, way before I'd ever heard of Jason Isbell. 
But local bands would play there too, and they would carry local merchandise. I've seen a lot of outdoor shows. It's kind of, I don't know if they were guerrilla shows or what they were. You know, um, a, a, a lot of festivals and opportunities to play and things. And down here in eastern Kentucky, you know, you, you got, uh, you had the Gingerbread Festival, which, you know, if, if you weren't country, it was hard, really, or, or southern rock, it was really hard to get get a spot there um they did do a, a more of a heavier show uh one year and again i think that was 90 percent due to this gentleman that was on the radio down here and had the band trevor huff um but that that didn't last very long now you know there were some other local festivals if you're from the area um obviously awesome days is very much music or not awesome days um whatever electric county hit mountain heritage they're, they're very music eccentric when I was younger like it was a lot around that but again you were dealing with maybe a rock band at the heaviest but definitely not metal not the type of stuff I was into then you had black gold that was probably your best bet to, to get a little heavier uh, but again it's nothing that was prevalent that was going to happen a lot now you you had you had these these local places in Louisville all these opportunities for unsigned local bands to play. I went and seen Summer Sanitarium, um, Metallica Corn, um, System of a Down. Unfortunately, Kid Rock was there. Um, uh, Power Man 5000. And, and James Hetfield was hurt and and didn't, uh, didn't show up. So, you know, but they made that up later. We'll, we'll talk about that some other time. But, um, we went and we went and seen went and seen Summer Sanitarium, and we were a little late getting there. And we would have been early if we had known that. Um, my understanding, you know, and this is all after the fact, is three local bands had won a contest or been chosen or whatever. And I don't remember the names of any of those uh, of the third band, but one of the bands was MSD, uh, and I believe the other band was Cornbread Mafia, who I still yet to have seen um but these these bands were given a a platform to be you know it was an outside stage before you came in it was a small thing outside but you know still to play a show outside of a metallica show outside of a corn show you know it's an amazing opportunity and the the this this really is kind of what spurred me on to to think about this. Well, let, let's let's talk about this. Um, in Louisville, there were so many more opportunities for a small band to to get to play in, in a local band, and that was true for uh, Indiana and, and all that kind of surrounding area. There, there, there were huge music scenes, uh, but there were music scenes that had a creative outlet. You had to have original music or nobody was really interested. Nobody wanted to come see a cover band. There were cover bands playing in the bars and things like that. Um, down here, the only way you could get a gig is play some Skinner and, and you know, Travis Tritt songs or whatever. And that, that's the only way you could get a gig. You basically had to be a bar band. You had to do a lot of country music. Um, and up there, th- that wasn't necessary. Now... I've always been a firm believer that one of the reasons why, one, that music scene was so big, and two, why there were so many opportunities, was because music was 
everywhere and the ability to see music. You had um, Louisville Gardens, which used to be University of Louisville's gym. You know, you had huge bands coming through there all the time. You know, this this is a college town with an arena. They, they had huge bands coming through. But you also had Tech World, a small place where you could get a $5 show. You know, you also had Phoenix Hill Taverns. And you had Headliners Music Hall. And, you know, go across, you know, not an hour or something away, whatever it is, hour and a half, you've got Bogarts in, in Cincinnati. You know, you've got all these, um, you've got uh, Riverbend Amphitheater, not really that far away. Uh, you know, an hour, hour and a half drive to see a concert's not that far. I believe Deer Park Amphitheater is not that far from Louisville, up in Indiana. Uh, I've been there, I just can't remember how we went and, and you know, how far it was. There's so many options for live music and big bands to come through. You know, I, I went and seen So Fly and El Nino and somebody else at Headliners. Okay, if at that night that I seen So Fly and those guys at Headliners, if Hatebreed, who had been at Tech World, was at Tech World, and you turned around and say you had, I don't know, Slipknot at Louisville Gardens, okay, and, and then you turn around and have... Phoenix Hill Tavern has, you know, somebody like Cold or Days of the New who's either on the end of their run or new and coming up, you know. You could have five, six big shows, and that's that's just the, the metal side of that and the rock side of that. Because Phoenix Hill Taverns, you know, I know they do all types of music. I'm not super familiar with the venue, but that's just, there, there's other venues. There's venues downtown. There's venues for classic rock, you know, areas where you're only going to have classic rock and things like that. Then you had things like LRS Fest, this huge festival put on by this radio station that brought national heavy metal bands and, and new metal bands in and, you know, and incorporated some local flair with it. Plus you have all these festivals and shows and, and just, there's so much opportunity to see and enjoy music and there's I, I believe in a lot of ways that does two things. One, it provides an outlet and a desire and an infrastructure for there to be uh, more local music. Because the the format of you know main not even mainstream but just big acts is there and, and the accessibility is there, it makes the desire and provides uh, you know motivation for people to to, to, to do more with these local bands. And on top of that, it one of the biggest things to me is puts a lot of pride in those local bands. The love and admiration and just respect that people had for, I have to keep going back to MSD because that's the band that got me. You know, these were just normal guys from Louisville, Kentucky, worked at the, I think at that time, I don't know about them, but at one point they all worked at the Ford uh, plant, you know, they were just normal people. They they were just like me, just a little bit older. And at that time, before I realized I had no musical talent, I really believed, I was able to believe I could get to where these guys are. And where these guys are is big enough for me. Filling a $5 show at Tech World is big enough for me. Doing an occasional show at Headliners is big enough for me. Like, where these guys are is enough for me. And I can see these guys, and I can touch these guys, and I've been close to these guys, and 
I know some of some of their family, and we have some of the same friends, and you know, like it, it, it was it was accessible. And I wasn't from Louisville, but I wanted to be. I wanted to be so badly, so badly. You know, I wanted. It was a sense of pride to me to come back. And go, yeah, I was in Louisville this weekend. It really was, and it was all about music, one hundred percent. You know, it was cool that I got to hang out with friends that I really liked that lived there, and I couldn't see every day. You know, things like that. But a big thing was, it 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 was a musical tie-in, and so. Being that I wanted to be from Louisville, I think I felt something very similar to what a lot of those kids that were there at those shows with me that were from Louisville was. Pride. Pride in Louisville. Pride in that music scene. But pride in, in, in MSD. And, and, you know, a love and, and pride in MSD. And, and, like, it was my band. You know what I mean? Just I assume it's the same way people feel about... I know it is, because I felt this way when I was younger about basketball about Michael Jordan the same way you feel about a sports team you know like I never understood college basketball but right now in this moment I think about that and I understand you know my wife doesn't live in Lexington she didn't go to UK but she wanted to really badly and UK is her favorite team and I I now for the first time in my life somewhat understand the love she has for a basketball team because that's how I felt about about MSD. That was my team. That was the people I wanted to see succeed. I wanted to see them make it. You know, I, I, I bought the, the CD. I bought the shirt. I bought the sticker. I went to the shows, you know. Uh, the Halloween shows were phenomenal. And it was the thing we did when we were in Louisville. And I think that that music scene and the opportunities available, I think all those things mixed in like a stew, they bring up this pride and this... This desire to see those bands do good, but this, this, that's your home team, that's local, this local pride, something that I even felt not being a local to Louisville. And, and, and I truly believe that that's, that's what that is, and, and that, that's where that comes from. Now, the other day, a gentleman by the name of Tyler Childers uh, released an album, uh, and again, I said Tyler's from. I believe, eastern Kentucky. If not, you know, West Virginia, right on the border there, somewhere in that area. Uh, when you get to to the coal fields, West Virginia, Virginia and Kentucky, we might as well be our own state. Nobody wants us. Nobody's proud of us. And, and we're not treated the best ever was. So, you know, we, we, we can somewhat just, you know, consider us uh, fellow countrymen, if you will. But Mr. Childers released an album... And he used, to my understanding, almost all Eastern Kentucky musicians. A gentleman that's done some tattoo work for me, uh, John Haywood, is playing banjo on there. Um, and it's a very bluegrass type thing. It's called a long history of violence. And he put out a, a statement uh, about a social uh, inequality. It was very beautifully read and stated thing he put out uh, i don't want to get into what it said just just listen to it. it it was it was well said uh agree with it or not that's up to you but it was, it was well said and 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 i believe heartfelt and um but the important thing there is uh the pride that i felt and, and let, let me preface this by saying i've listened to 90% of the available recordings that this guy's done, that, that in my knowledge exist. 
Um, I'll say 90 because there may be something out there. But if it's on iTunes, I've listened to it. And, and that's kind of my ability to access this guy because it's not really my form of music and I, I don't know a lot about it. Of what I've heard, again, not my type of music. And I would have to say I have loved, I mean loved, 75, 80% of what I've heard uh, and, and adore it. Uh, this this album this song and I've not heard the whole album. This song that was not my cup of tea. But let me tell you, it it is well done, well executed. And if that were my type of music, um, I don't think I would find any better. And I have nothing bad to say about it. it you know, it's just it's important to not to to me. It's very important to be honest and, and genuine. And if I sit here and go, oh man, I love this and. That, that's being facetious. You know, it's it's not my type of, of thing. Uh, but, you know, and not because it's bluegrass, because most of his stuff is, and I, I like his stuff. I'm more about lyrics uh, and, and presentation, and, and it just, for whatever reason, that doesn't matter. I'm still very proud of of what what he's he's done. And, and, in regards to Sturgill Simpson from, from Jackson, I, everything of his I've heard, I've loved, and I adore what he does and how he does it, and and I'm always mesmerized by by songwriting and 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 lyrics, and I'm extremely extremely proud that he's from Eastern Kentucky. You understand it. it it, it is a big deal to me that somebody that talented come from here. Uh, and I'll go the other, Chris Stapleton. I, I've heard a, quite a bit of his stuff. I don't like any of it, not not even remotely. I don't know if it's his voice. I don't know what what it is that's that I don't. I, it's just a combination. Not my style of music. I know a lot of people would consider him and Sturgill Simpson the same thing. I don't at all. Especially Sturgill Simpson's last album was a rock album. He just has a country voice. Um, but I still am extremely proud of Chris Stapleton, and, and you know, on on the level of people coming up, this Brett Taylor girl, and, and you know, it, it's it's I have pride in those people who come from my area and are making it and doing good, and I think that that's important, you know, to to have that pride and to to feel um, good about those people. And that doesn't happen as often in this area as it seemed to in my head as a child, you know, as a teenager back in the late 90s in Louisville. But our music scene has not been to that level that the music scene was in Louisville at that time. You know, again, you got some local bars, uh, and I don't even know how many of those are still open. You know, I remember bands playing at the Dukes. You know, and we never played, but they, again, they had more of a they had more of a country vibe. I, I did a, a podcast from there, on that, Dukes of Hazard Bar or something like that. You know, and, and done some advertising, not a podcast. I mean, a, a webcast. That was back when I had the web show on UStream, uh, Pirate Radio, uh, that I done with my friend Tyler. But you know, uh, that that was in the early two thousands when I was in a different band and stuff. Uh, you know, we did a battle of the bands at that point in time. But you've got some small festival stuff, and it seems to always be the same people getting those shows. Um, there's a place in Ottawa County called Hot Rods Pizza that was really 
trying to, to do a lot with, with music and bands and, uh, you know, Nashville wanted a cut of the money every time somebody played a song in there. You know, so the, the, the opportunity's never been here. But you've got things like the Mac, and, and, and now they're using Jenny Wiley pretty pretty heavily, and, and, you know, you've got some musicians who have made it who are coming back and kind of putting forth some effort and some shows here and there. And and I, I see people making you know, my friend Hoover that I mentioned earlier, Dustin Hoover, I, I believe wholeheartedly he easily could could have a good career just playing music. If he lived in Nashville or somewhere like that and he'd went and put in the four or five years in a place like that, I, I could easily have seen that happen. You know, we have a gentleman named Bo Tackett who uh, my mother worked for his father. His father was a dentist in, in Martin. And, and Bo is a uh, guitar player for, um, you can see his face, the guy that's on uh, the show where they spin around in the chair of the voice show. Um, that country musician, I can't remember his name. Um, Blake, Blake Shelton, I believe. I'm not 100, but you know who I'm talking about. That. But, you know, he, he's, he's on tour with guys like that. You know, there's a, so much local talent in eastern Kentucky. And we don't have this opportunity to dis, to display it and have it there and have shows. We never have. We never will. And it's not just country music here. There's there's rock and, and metal and, and bluegrass and, and soul and rap and funk. I'm sure every genre is represented to some degree here and we we just don't have the outlets something i do feel we have really is is the pride the pride in the local musicians and and i I see that a lot and that's something we're good at in the mountains people like to always talk about the things we're bad at in the mountains but that's something we're good at in the mountains taking pride in our own people i mean there's people that Look, they're just negative about everything. You just got to let those people go. And look, I could sit here and go, well, I don't like this type of music. And, and this, it doesn't matter. I'm still proud. Like, I, look, I am never going to be as talented, talented as, say, um, Chris Stapleton. I'm never. And would take that talent in a heartbeat and would sing those songs in a heartbeat. Unbelievable talent. This is not my thing. But I'm proud of it. Proud to say, yeah. From he's from his dad on the mine that used to be right behind my house where I live right now. Yes, I, I'm proud that he's from Eastern Kentucky. You know, so we we do have that pride, and, and that that's something that you know I think we've always needed. We've always needed something to be proud of and something to look up to instead of being talked down about and, and things of that nature. Um. I had always planned on doing a big deep dive. Um, actually, we went to record it twice. Uh, discussion with a friend of mine, Dustin Hoover, about local music and, and the Marlowe Tackett days and, and how all that begun. So that's something I'd like to work on for the future, is to sit down and kind of just... Because I'm not familiar with that end of of the music spectrum. I've been to Marlowe's once, <laughs> maybe twice, when I shouldn't have been. Uh, with some that listens to the show quite often, but uh, you know, it it, uh, it it was a different atmosphere here, and I wish that people from here, not not just not for the music. You may not like the music, uh, 
but I wish that people from here um, could go back and experience what was happening in Louisville in in that music scene. And I wish those people could experience the pride we have here for these people. And I wish all of us could experience that music scene in Nashville. I can't imagine what the Nashville music scene is. Um, I would like to experience that music scene in Los Angeles on the Sunset Strip. You know, I would like to experience more. Man, imagine the funk, rock, and and just, man, the soul and R&B and stuff from Detroit or Motown. You know, that muscle show sound and stuff in, in Florida and, and in the South. You know, uh, you, you look at... You look at all of these different music scenes, the, the Northeast New York, the punk scene in New York, and I'm not a punk fan, but imagine that punk scene in New York, you know. Uh, imagine imagine that, you know, singer-songwriter scene in, in these bars and stuff in, in New York City. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's amazing to look back and, and think of of all these different music scenes that's popped up over the years. And I wish my hometown had more of that scene. I wish there was more venues and opportunities to play. And I'll be honest with you, it's not. Some of it is due to people won't show up. You can't draw crowds. like you can. And that's, that's just kind of in our nature and our DNA. Like, I'm not particularly like that. You know, but obviously I'm not going to go to a lot of country shows. It's not. It's not really what I do, but, you know... Um, even if it was rock and metal, you know, people have tried that and you didn't have the turnout. You just don't get the turnout as often. Um, and, and I don't think it's a disrespect for the artist or musician or a not. I think it's just, you know, you, you get used to a lifestyle, a quiet. So I don't, I don't know what it is. And I don't know that it's necessarily negative. Everything doesn't have to be a negative. Um, you know, something like see change. And, you know, I don't know if that's possible, but if it is, it's something I'd like to see change. But these uh, th- these different music scenes over the years and all these different places, I'm, imagine just the desire to, to, to go and experience that just floor, you know, it, it overwhelms me. Like I, I'd love... I'd love to see that, you know, and, and, and in different decades in different places. But, you know, imagine that music scene, um, you know, wherever Hendrix was coming out of, you know, after the backup band days. But, you know, or even even at that time when he was playing back, you know, imagine imagine what it imagine, you know, when England, when you had bands like the Stones and, and you know I'm not a Beatles fan but there's no denying the size and power of the Beatles imagine, imagine those those local music scenes over there I mean it, it, it it's a it's it's amazing to me you know and I, I've always looked at Eastern Kentucky and went man I, I just I want that music scene and, and I I understand there's a distinct possibility that it was there to a large degree but just not for me because it was a, a, a genre of music that I wasn't, you know, country and, and bluegrass was much more prevalent. And I know that there was a bluegrass scene here. And there's no denying that whatsoever. And I take great pride in that. Um, 
but I, I guess selfishly I want it to be the type of music I like because you know that's that's what everybody wants. But the arts in this area are growing exponentially, and and we are we are having a lot of musicians come directly out of this area. I mean, right here close to home. You know, not just Kentucky. Not you know, it's not just somebody from. Uh, Lexington or Western, it's actually people from the mountains. So things are happening, things are growing, things are changing. But I'm very proud of that. I'm very, I'm very proud of those musicians, and and I'm proud to say I'm from close to where Sturgill Simpson's from. I'm from close to where Tyler Childers is from, and Chris Stapleton and Britt Taylor and and Dustin Hoover. You know, some that you you guys may. Never know who Dustin Hoover is, but that you know, I'm proud to say I'm I'm from that area, you know, and and uh, I've always looked at the past through rose-colored glasses because that's kind of what we do. And I think about Louisville, and look, I still get excited thinking about a local show at Tech World on a Saturday night, going to see MSD on any day of the year. But if it was in October. I mean, this is a spook core type band. If 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 it's October, and you're going to see MSD on a cool Saturday night, and going in Tech World paying five bucks and and moshing and and picking up change in the pit and throwing arms and kicking and like, it, it's it's an experience that I still can't talk about without a smile on my face. Like it's. You know, I often get online and watch videos, old videos from MSD shows and Tech World shows, and it, it's one of the best times of my life. It really, really was, and I'd like for everyone to get to experience that with the music they love in the place that they live. Uh, it's not going to happen for everybody, but when it does, take advantage of it because it's magical. I don't know what it is about music. I don't understand it. It shouldn't be as perfect as it is. It shouldn't talk to us the way it talks to us. We shouldn't feel it the way we feel it. But it is an amazing thing. Seeing the Deftones in the House of Blues in 2000 in um, Myrtle Beach... That feeling of that show will never go away. You know, it'll it'll never leave me mentally. On you know, I could say that about Ozfest. I could say that about Slipknot. I, I can I can say that about so many different bands and, and they're huge bands that everybody's heard of. But I can say that about the Halloween show in 99 with MSD. And I can I could say that about, um, you know, shows that I can't remember the dates of, you know, in Louisville that I went to. And I can say that about the very first time I was ever in Pandemonium. I came from the mountains, from eastern Kentucky, a place where... You know, and that t- it's not like this was the dark ages. It's not like Eastern Kentucky is this awful place. But most of the country wasn't into metal and new metal, you know. Things come and go in, in phases. And, and this new wave of new metal and, and metal love was just starting. 
so obviously it hadn't hit as hard here as it had other places at that time, it being that new, but being a kid from the mountains and going to, to Louisville and going in this dirty, dingy arcade and you walk next door to, I mean, a place half the size of the arcade, it's just a small room and, you know, you, you can smell, <laughs> you can smell the sweat because there's so many people packed in and they're just going crazy and you can smell the dampness of the room. It was an old leaky building and I can still feel the texture of the drywall under my hand as I, I, I put my hands behind my back and leaned against a, a, a white wall and and I, I can remember the sight and the sound of all these kids, you know, free, free to express themselves, free to be there, free to enjoy something that I'd never seen here, and, and then the sounds of, of these, these local bands, you know, it's not a Freebird cover, and it's, you know, it, it's not a, a, a country song, Got one guy with an acoustic, this is a full band, and whether they're good or not is irrelevant, they're playing heavy, and they're playing fast, and they're playing mean, and, and they're, they're playing with passion, and they're excited, and these kids are excited. And, and watching my friends from Louisville who had, who had experienced this before just stroll into that pit and slinging their arms and fists and jumping and, and the violence of that pit was scary. It, it scared me, but it was so tempting, and it, it just lured me in and that first time in that pit and, you know, just about getting my head kicked off by some guy and, and just sl- and coming out of that pit, my, my shirt stretched and, and, and my lips swelled just a, a little bit and, uh, you know, sweating and it just, I should have been exhausted. I should have been worn down. I should have had nothing left, but that's not the case. I felt amazing. It was like a drug. It was the, the greatest thing ever. You know, up to that point, music had been an experience and an emotion and a, and a love and an obsession, and I associated watching music with that, but that's not it. Going to a concert it is is a different emotion altogether than just the music. It's two things. It's two individual things that interact together, and you add into that the pit, and, and it, it, it was just, it was amazing. That emotion... And, and that experience was unexplainable. I could sit and wax poetic for hours, and I can give you nothing to compare to the actual experience itself. That experience, that experience was priceless. It, it was for a 16-year-old kid as near orgasmic and sexual as anything else as the first time with a a girl as as anything it was beautiful and and it was addictive and it it is an addiction i i've chased since then and it is something that you know you think can never be duplicated uh, but ever so often it's always good it's always good to be at a show it's always good to be at a show and it's always good to see live music but ever so often You'll see a big band, you know, or even a small band, you know, a local band that takes you back a little bit. And when that comes rushing back, that feeling, it's unreal.
it's unreal. And I want everyone to experience that. Everyone to experience the pride in their local musicians. Everyone to experience good music that they love. Music that speaks to them. Music that means something to them. But on top of that, I want people to experience that moment. That moment when you first... are introduced to something that you love to that degree. Something that you can't get every day. And and I want people to be able to experience that in their own backyard. So hopefully when the whole COVID thing's over it's back to normal and it's back to live music and hopefully Eastern Kentucky will flourish and there'll be live shows everywhere. But Think about that first time, if you've ever really experienced a concert. Think about that first time. See if you can think about it without smiling, without joy, without elation, without the memories just flooding back. 